Matthew chapter 15, verse 22. The word says, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness, for your mercy, O God. She cried out she needed mercy, and you were there. We're thankful for the mercy today. And today, Lord, we're thankful to celebrate this Mother's Day. And we're just declaring today, Lord, that the ladies, the moms, Lord, of this house, Lord, that you were raising up a generation of women in this hour. The word says that in the last days you will pour out your spirit on sons and daughters, and they, sons and daughters, shall prophesy. Lord, we're praying, Lord, for a generation of women who not only pray in their prayer closet, Lord, but they know how to come out of the prayer closet and lay hands on the sick and they recover. Lord, we are believing, Lord, that a generation of women not only know the word, but they speak the word. And when they speak the word, change happens, oh God. Lord, today use this word to set fire to families, to men and women today. And we give you all the honor and the glory for it all. It's in your name. The church said amen, amen, and amen. We're so thankful for all of you mothers today. It is your day, and we're thankful that you're in the house and letting us celebrate with you this morning. This morning, I want to take a moment. I'm speaking to the ladies today, but this word is for both men and women. And I want us to take a look this morning at this tenacious mama. Anybody know a tenacious mama? All right, like I told first service, I need you to help me preach this morning. I've had a sinus infection this week, and I need you to help me preach, okay? Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say preach on, preacher. All right, that's what I need today, okay? I said, how many of you know a tenacious mama? Jesus has just left Jerusalem, and while he was there, the Pharisees accused the disciples of this horrific act. They accused the disciples of this act that was just horrendous. 
And what they accused them of was not washing their hands before they ate. Isn't that horrific? And they are being accused of this. And now it's, it's, it's just intense. It's crazy. And that's what religion will do to people. Amen. It will cause you to look at things that really have no eternal value. They really don't matter. It will cause you to be hung up on a tradition more than seeking after a relationship with the Lord. And Jesus is leaving that situation, and he's coming into this situation that we are reading about this morning. And this situation is a desperate mother. And this morning, I want us to take a look at why in the times that we are living in, in the moments that we are living in, mamas, ladies, you must make up your mind because when mama makes up her mind, how many of you know there's no going back? When mama makes up her mind, there's no going back. And first, I want us to take note that this woman was in a season of trouble. Verse 22 says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. This daughter, she took uh, a special time to note that she was not only demon-possessed, but she was severely demon-possessed. And understand that this woman, it was, it was, she was in trouble. It was a troubled season for her. And you may say, but I thought it was her daughter that had the issue. Yes, but you've got to understand her child was in trouble. Therefore, she was in trouble. Her child was severely demon possessed. Therefore, she was severely troubled. Any mothers know what I'm talking about today? If your child is in trouble, you are in trouble. If your child is hurting, you are hurting. If your child is struggling, you are struggling. And it was this woman's trouble that led her to the Lord. And this is what I've come to learn and keep finding out throughout the years is that nothing will lead you to the Lord like a little trouble. Can I get an amen? And a mother that will allow trouble to lead her to the Lord instead of things of this world will be unstoppable. I said a mother that will allow her trouble to lead her to the Lord, not to gossip, not to vent on Facebook, not to, not to, uh, not to uh, harbor bitterness, uh, not, 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 not to be angry, not to go to a bar, not to, uh, not to uh, take some substance, but a woman that knows how to channel that frustration and trouble season, that woman will be unstoppable. Can I get an amen this morning? Trouble will get you calling on the name of Jesus. Trouble will get you 
to pray again. We don't like trouble. We don't want trouble. But the truth is that many of us would not have even gotten right with God had it not been for trouble. Because the truth is you've got to go through the process before you see the promise. And the process usually is not fun. And the devil wants to use these troubles, this process, as a wedge between you and the Lord. But we know that what you meant for evil against me, my God is using it. My God is turning it for my good. And the, and, and, and the devil still has not caught on after all these years that whenever the bride, whenever the church, whenever we face trouble, we will not run and hide. We will not go sit in a dark room and, and suck our thumb and, and pout like a baby. No. But instead, we will call on the name of the Lord. Can I get an amen this morning? The Bible says that this desperate mama, she cried out. And whenever you look at the word cried in the Greek, it means to holler, to scream with desperation. Jesus is walking by and this and this woman cries out like a desperate, crazy woman. How many of you know there's a lot of crazy mamas? See, nothing will make you crazy like your own child. Can I get an amen, mama? Nothing will make you crazy like your own children. You love them, but every now and then, you want to smack them. You're like, go ahead and call DFACS. I don't care. I'll call DFACS myself. This mama was desperate to the point of just being crazy. And as I've shared with you before, desperate people do not care. Desperation knows no decency because desperate people don't care what you think about their worship. They don't care what you think about their praise. They don't care what you think about their dance. They don't care. Whenever they need a miracle and they're laying on their face in the altar, rolling around in their tears, they don't care what you think about them. Why? Because they know the answer is Jesus and their desperation is before them and they will do anything they can to get to Jesus. Desperate people don't care. And when a mom is desperate and it involves her baby, that mama just don't care. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because when your child is sick, it will make you pray. When your child is lost, it will make you cry out. And as desperate as mamas can be, we are in a time when parents' desperation needs to be checked. Because so often, our desperation, we can be more desperate for things of this world than we are for things in the spirit. I'm going to preach this morning. 
our desperation needs to shift to the right things. We need to make sure that we are desperate for the right things for our kids. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm glad that you asked this morning because are you screaming at the devil the way you screamed at the umpire? Because your child was definitely out on second base. What are you desperate for? Are you mad at the enemy like you're mad at Junior's teacher because she was talking and she got silent lunch? What are you desperate for? Are you desperate enough to where you will push your child to the cross like you have pushed them to get on that baseball team and to get in that circle of friends and to be in the in crowd? What are you desperate for? Are we more desperate for our kids to be on a team than we are for our kids to spend eternity in heaven? We become more desperate for our kids to get a championship ring in peewee ball more than making it through the gate and having a crown to lay at Jesus' feet. We are, de- we are all desperate for something, but is our desperation for our kids impacting their eternity and the kingdom of God? Mama was desperate. Mama was crazy. And she cried out, have mercy on me. See, mercy mercy is what you ask for when you know that you're wrong. So I think mama was looking at this situation thinking, maybe if I prayed a little more, my daughter wouldn't be here. Maybe if I would have done something right, she wouldn't be here. Mercy is what you ask for when you know that you don't deserve the help, but you still need some help. Anybody ever needed a little mercy? His mercy's new every morning. Have you ever been in a season of life like this woman when you look around and you realize that you created the storm? You dramatic. Jesus. You ever looked around and think, I created this mess. You ever been in a season and you know that you are the reason that you are in that dilemma? You couldn't blame the Democrats. You couldn't blame the Republicans. You couldn't blame Trump or Biden. It was you. Anybody ever been there? This mama is in this place, and this woman was religiously unfit for Jesus. She was out of line, but she she did not let that stop her from asking she knew that as a woman, a Canaanite woman, that she by law, by religion, by tradition should not approach the Lord. But this desperate, crazy mama was not going to allow religion to keep her away from a miracle. She wasn't going to allow tradition to be a wall between her and a breakthrough. Here, this Canaanite woman, she looks at Jesus. Get this, because this is important. She looks at Jesus and calls him Lord, son of David. 
See, this is an important thing because here this Canaanite woman identifies Jesus by his messianic name. See, desperate and anointed women of God can see what others are missing. I said, Des, uh, desperate and anointed women of God can see what others are missing. Has anyone ever felt like your mama could see right through? Can't lie to mama. See, she called him by his name. She realized who he was. While all of the intellectuals, while all of the elite, while all of those that could literally quote the Pentateuch or the first five books of the Bible, they, they, would not, they didn't realize who he really was. They missed who Jesus really was. The others were blinded by religion and hypocrisy and tradition. But this woman's trouble actually gave her clarity and she saw past the crowd. She saw through the intellectuals and she looked and she noticed this is the Messiah. This is the miracle worker. This is the mercy giver. This is the one that I need. And although it was a tough season, her trouble brought her clarity. Trouble will often bring you clarity. It don't start that way. But as you lean into the Lord, all of a sudden it becomes clear. Trouble will bring you into reality. Trouble will often let you see people for who they really are. Can I get an amen? This mom said, my daughter, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. See, a lot of the times, <laughs> I've seen some of you do it, is when our kids start acting like fools. We will tell the spouse, your child got in trouble today. <laughs> They're acting like your side of the family. That's something your mama would say. But this mama said, I know she's not only demon-possessed, but she's severely demon-possessed, and she's mine. She's full of the devil, but she's still my daughter. She's crazy, but she's mine. She is struggling, but she is mine. See, what this mama was saying is she may have some issues, but she is still mine, and I'm going to fight for what is mine. Whatever you do, don't lose your fight for what is yours. I said, don't ever stop fighting for what is yours. No matter how old that kid gets, it's still your child. Some of you are like, oh gosh. <laughs> no matter how far they drift off, that kid is still your child. Yeah. Now you don't have to enable that child. Can I get an amen? Yeah. You don't have to pay their bills when they get 40 years old. <laughs> Come on, mama. <laughs> Daddy, where you at? <laughs> but that child will always be your child. And as long as you are alive, 
You've got to fight for the next generation. You've got to fight for your child. You've got to pray for that child. You've got to fast for that child. You've got to get in your prayer closet some days with nothing else on the prayer schedule except for your child. That kid may be full of the devil, but that kid is mine. And until I die, I'm going to fight for my child. Anybody agree with me? Aren't you thankful that the heavenly father never got done with you? Aren't you thankful that when he said it is finished, he wasn't talking about you. He was talking about Satan. Aren't you thankful that whenever you were full of the devil, he was still fighting for you? Aren't you grateful that whenever you are still weak, he is still your strength? The woman had her issues, but Jesus was still good. Aren't you thankful that you can come to Jesus with your issues? It's telling first service, there's some people, I wouldn't tell them I'm white. Because <laughs> they'll go tell everybody, did you know he's white? There's some people, I wouldn't tell them anything. But with Jesus, you come to him with your issues. Because see, it's not our badness that gets us to Jesus. It's his goodness. Because the word says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance, which is salvation. So see, something else I really want you to take note of about this desperate, crazy mama. Verse 25 said, she came and she worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Although she was troubled, she still found time to worship. Isn't that amazing? As a pastor, I've seen so many people. They come in and you don't understand. Like Everything's going crazy. And schedule's crazy. and Life's crazy. Junior's crazy. And the one thing they cut is the church. They don't cut baseball, don't cut cheerleading, don't cut football, don't cut track, don't cut swimming, don't cut soccer, don't cut lacrosse. They cut the church. But this mama said, no, I will keep worshiping. Even in the middle of this trouble, the word said that she worshiped. See, a lot of folks would have quit because the word said that Jesus did not respond to her. A lot of you would have already been, I can't believe you didn't text me back. I'm not ever doing this again. Some of you would have already gotten mad because there was a crowd and you would have actually had to work and push your way through. Some of you would have got upset because you had to wait your turn. But this desperate mama, she said, no, 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 
I'm going to worship all the way through this thing because I believe in that moment. She had a moment where she caught the revelation where she has tried everything. She's tried everything. And now all I have left is Jesus. Where can I else can I go? I went to the doctor and they can't do anything. They did the test and they didn't show anything. Now where else can I go? All I've got is Jesus. Nobody can heal my daughter except for Jesus. Jesus is my answer. He's your answer. He's the answer. It's Jesus. Where else could I go? We used to sing the old song. Where could I go? Oh, where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. Where could this woman go? No doctor is going to see a demon-possessed child. Where could she go? And she catches the revelation. All I have is Jesus. Because Jesus, even today, is still the name above every name. Jesus is still the name that winds and waves obey. There's no name like his name. And it's still at his name, the one and only name by which men and women must be saved. There's only one name that still scares Satan. There's only one name that still breaks the chains. And that mama caught the revelation in the street in a dark season. And she worshiped her way all the way through till she saw her daughter's miracle. Is there anybody else thankful that there's still power in his name? She worshiped him. If you ever want to stop God in his tracks, just begin to worship. If you ever want his full attention, just begin to worship. If Jesus Christ had a weakness, it would be worship. And in verse 27, man, help me out. It said, she said, yes, Lord, Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Lord, I know I may not deserve the full loaf, but I'll take whatever you can give me. Lord, I know I may not be worthy to sit at the table, but I'll be like, I'll even be like a dog get under the table. I don't care, I'm that desperate. Don't you hate eating at a table? And you look down, there's that dog looking up at you. You're like, please get away. And it's just looking. Like, please drop something. She said, I will be like a dog. I will come sit down and wait if I have to. I don't need the full loaf, Lord. I just want just a little bit. Because, because, if all I need is a mustard seed size faith, surely just a little bit of you can make it work. I'll do anything just for a little bit. This was a woman of pure faith. Then Jesus answered her in verse 28 and said to her, O woman, great.
great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Wow. A praying mama. You can't put a price tag on a praying mama. I know it sounds like a country song. There's no value that you can place on the prayers of a desperate mama who has her desperations pointed to the cross. She wasn't praying about the baseball team. Woo, Lord, help me to preach this thing today. She wasn't praying that Junior gets on the travel league. Oh, Jesus. You know that some of y'all. She just wanted her daughter to get to Jesus. You can't put a value on a mama full of faith. On a mama in a season of trouble that will wake her kids up on a Sunday and say, we're going to church. I may have lost my job, kids, but get in the car. We're going to church anyway. Daddy may have left us, but get in the car. We're going to church anyway. It may have been a horrible week on my job. You may have seen me had a breakdown, but get up, kids. We're going to church anyway. There's something about that mama when she comes into the house of the Lord and her kids have watched her have a rough week, but she will stand up when everybody else says, and she will raise her hands to the Lord and just let out cries and praise and say, how great his How can you pray like that, mama? How great. How can you worship with everything? There is something that a generation is looking for in their mama. They are looking for tenacity. They are looking for a mama that will not lose her head, but instead she will step on the head of Satan and she will say, you cannot have my kids. Don't lose faith. Don't give up. It could happen this very hour. The word said she was healed in that very hour because a mama said, No, I'm desperate. Mama, don't quit praying. This could be the hour. Mama, don't stop believing. Woman, don't stop believing. This could be your day. Don't stop worshiping. This could be the moment you've been praying for. Anybody thankful? Jesus. Come on, get up on your feet this morning.